welcome to a special bonus episode of EW's Binge with Schitt's Creek. We have Dustin Milligan here to walk us through some of his favorite episodes to go back and watch, starting with your first episode. Episode Very first episode. 106, Wine and Roses, your introduction. Tell us what you remember about making that, what happens. So this was the scene that I auditioned with okay. to get the the job, which when you watch it back, you're like, really, this got him the job? Okay. <laughs> uh, with that haircut? That's the thing. I, I, I remember my hair just being a bizarre weird version of a short and long haircut at the same time, but not cool did like they, a mullet. Did they change it before you shot it? No. Like, that's So that is an That was something that, I, that was like, I like. brought that. That's what I brought to the character. Okay. Was this weird haircut. What were you trying to say with that haircut? Uh, that I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I, I belong in comedy, but not on purpose. That you are a veterinarian who's been asked to treat a person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but I remember that was that was the scene that I auditioned with, uh, and uh, I was excited because yeah, that was the very first very first thing I shot, and and uh, to get to work with Dan and uh, Emily, and that was only like one of two times that I had like sort of dialogue opposite with Dan other than just kind of being around and being like, hi Dan, like, or, yeah. or David, whatever the character's name is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That guy. The show's over. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was one of the few times that we got to work together. And I think, yeah, also one of the few times I ever worked with Emily, which I guess probably they mentioned something afterwards and they're like, yeah, we don't want to do any more <laughs> scenes with him. Did you see that guy's hair? We don't want to do any more No scenes. more. We'll yeah. put him with Annie all the yeah, time. Yeah. So you had known Dan before you were on the show, but you had never worked together at all? No, we had, uh, yeah, we had sort of known each other because of the Canadian uh, circles uh, in, in, in Hollywood. And uh, we actually, the first time we ever met was at an audition. Uh, were you auditioning we, for the same thing? For the same thing, what was yeah. It? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember what it was, but I just remember I saw his name down and then I looked over at him and I was like, oh, you're Dan Levy. Uh, my sister loves you on the Hills after show. <laughs> And did you say that to him? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I also, I think I said something about his eyebrows. Because, um, you know, it's all about mind games and auditions. Sure. Immediately, I was like, I don't want this Psych guy to that get guy out. Uh, I don't think either of us got the, the role. But it was me, Dan, and uh, another actor that I know named Martin Starr. All <laughs> sitting in this, all for the same role. <laughs> I wonder if any, any none of us booked none it. None of you got yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you auditioned, did Dan read with you? Uh, no, we had, uh, I, I believe, like a, a casting assistant reading. Um, and I, again, I, I sort of knew him, so I, I remember calling him the night before and just being like, hey, man, I just want to make sure that I'm not, that I'm, I'm getting this right, I, I, you know, tonally where it's at. Um, so he was very helpful with that. Did I have good advice? He did, yeah. He was, uh, you know, he was also appropriately vague mm-hmm. uh but still um but still helpful because uh, i didn't want to push it too far which is what i ended up doing with the character anyway but <laughs> you, you need to like ease into that the good thing is i don't think that you need an ambulance david because what i think is happening here is you're having a panic attack oh no those those aren't real those are a pr spin for celebrity publicists trust me i've known enough celebrities no it's absolutely a, a real thing uh, tell me, have you had any experiences lately that have caused you stress or anxiety? Uh, well, I went from living in a 2,500-square-foot Soho live workspace to a motel room with my sister. Wow. <laughs> That'll do it. Okay. So, in that episode, 
David is having panic attacks, which he doesn't believe in because it's something only celebrities get. And mm. since there's no doctor in town, Stevie brings him to Ted. To a doctor. A doctor, as mm-hmm. she promises him. But what, when you were reading that or sort of as you became familiar, what was your first impression of David as a character? I mean, I I really liked it. I loved I loved what what Dan was trying to create with the family in general. But yeah, with David sort of being this uh, hyper cynical, uh, knowledgeable, but at the same time super kind of ignorant to reality. That that juxtaposition I think is really really funny. Um, and then also you're bringing in like the the Hollywood uh, aspect of it all. I, I, yeah, I thought I th- thought it was great. And then because I'm from a very small town in Canada, so. To, to sort of have that those wor- and then I now live in Hollywood so to have that that kind of those worlds combined was something that I was uh, familiar with and I yeah I think is is very funny and it, yeah he does such a great job in that scene. What is the small town in Canada you're from? Uh, it's called Yellowknife, okay. Northwest Territories. Yeah, it's a town of I believe now nineteen thousand people. Uh, it's almost at the Arctic Circle. Would that make it like bigger than Schitt's Creek or smaller? Uh, I don't know. It was always there. Yeah, smaller yeah. Than Elmdale. Elmdale. No, Elmdale. Elm, Elm. Elmdale is the bigger city. Okay. Is the bigger town. Okay. Uh, which is where the vet clinic is, right? I, right? I don't know. Also, they'll know. Me, they'll like, know. It took me multiple seasons to realize. Does Ted live above the vet clinic? Yes. Okay. That just <laughs> yeah. Really long. I was like, why yeah. do they keep showing yeah. up there? And yeah. now they're in his apartment. I believe that was the case. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Again. It seems yeah. Accurate. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about season two, Milk Money. Um, Ted comes back. You went to Mexico without Alexis because she broke off the engagement. You get like the Broken Hearts special. You apparently, we learned later, did a lot of road, like dirt bike tours, mm-hmm. right? To mm-hmm. try to somehow process your feelings. You seem fine. Talk about that episode. You definitely get to have a different look. You show up on a motorcycle. Nice bike. Oh my god, oh my god. Ted? Alexis. You look good. Like really good, like super sun-kissed and muscly. Thank you, I've been working out a bit. And traveling, hit the beach pretty hard for a few weeks and boy did it hit me back. Good for you. I was wondering where you ran off to. Yeah, well, it's actually kind of a funny story. Do you remember that couple's vacation that I booked for us right before you broke off our engagement? Again, I'm I'm super sorry about that. No, no, it's awesome. Because they actually gave me the Broken Heart special. Three extra nights at no extra charge, as long as I could prove that I didn't actually make it down the aisle. Here's the thing that I remember about this. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, Go for it. But, uh, so... Believe it or not, it wasn't me driving up on the motorcycle. Okay. They had a professional. Do, do you that. know how to drive a motorcycle? Uh, I mean, in theory. <laughs> sure. I mean, who doesn't? In yeah. Theory? It's like, you know, it's a cycle and you motor so it. You I got it. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, I'm an artist, <laughs> soft artist. Boy. Sure. Uh, but <laughs> you know how to ride a bicycle? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Just checking. Um, we, it's been a we while. We get to watch David learn how to, and David and Alexis learn how to. Oh ride yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah. Safe to ask. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I. Uh, so this is something that Annie and I really loved. If you watch that very closely, right when the bike stops, mm-hmm. so uh, Alexis is like, she looks like, ooh, who's this bike boy, and uh, and then it stops, and then uh, you sort of see the the operator of the motorcyclist. Okay. Of the motorcycle, uh, getting off, but 
he has this thing where like he kind of like you can't you can't really see it. What can't which camera's mine? Is that it? But he yeah. he sort of like gets off and before he takes out the helmet, he kind of like does this with his butt a bunch of times. Well, you're going to cut to this, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah well, for sure. We'll, You'll, we'll see it. It. You'll see it. You'll see it. What's he doing exactly to the motorcycle? I mean, he's enjoying the that, ride. That wasn't you. That wasn't me. I wish it was me. I think that's so funny. Uh, but yeah, so that was, was something it that... intentional? Like, was it deliberate no. to be funny? It was just... No, it was just right. It was just like a weird... I don't know what was going on, but uh, yeah, there's definitely some thrusting going on against that leather seat, and Annie and I were dying watching it, that whole thing. Um, but yeah, then I... Uh, what I can also tell you about that, here's a little insider behind the scenes stuff. I had a huge cystic pimple on my forehead. <laughs> and you can barely even tell. Uh, and at did first, they like cover it? Or yeah, they cover it with like makeup like, and they okay. do all this kind of stuff. Uh, and and this is like that big reveal where like I'm supposed to come back like a different guy, like more scruff and my weird down haircut is yeah. now a weird up haircut. Um, and, uh, and I remember being like, like super concerned about him being like, oh my God, there's this like huge mountain on my forehead <laughs> that like, how am, I, how am I supposed to come back and have this impression if, if I look like that? And then I remember watching it and being like, oh wow, they, they did a good job with makeup. And then I found out later uh, that they had to use a very expensive process of like digitally removing this gigantic uh, to, mountain on it. had to yeah. fix your pimple and pumps. Yeah, yeah, Dan was like, mm-hmm, cost money. Uh, but, but the uh, reaction from Alexis is so great. Like, she, yeah, and that's like, the thing. She's, yeah, she's like, oh, my what's God, happening? what's what, happening? What and in real life, Annie is just reacting to this pimple. <laughs> but it plays like she's reacting to this new Ted. So. Okay. I mean, you get to have some other moments like that. There's, like, the bunny cam where you're, like, <laughs> I didn't put that on the list of episodes we're talking about, and now I can't remember why. Listen, you might want to think about spicing up your approach a little bit. The bottom line is that I did not go to med school just to exploit innocent puppies as a cover for my extreme vanity. But people love extreme vanity and they love puppies, so you have to give them at least one of the two. I don't know. Oh, what about the bunnies that we have up for adoption? We can set up like a little bunny cam and stream it live from our clinic that is very popular with people who hate their jobs or are in loveless marriages. Uh, yeah, the bunny cam. I mean, that was that was a, a fun one. I, I, you know what I like about that though is that we see in that episode we see Ted his insecurity, mm -hmm. which I think is a nice layer to the character because he's often uh, you can see him being unsure of himself in relation to uh, Alexis's confidence, mm -hmm. her sort of bold, ignorant confidence, and he's unsure of himself. But to actually see him being insecure uh, based on uh, is it Doctor Miguel? I can't remember. Yeah, I think so. It's Miguel, I think, yeah. right? Uh, but it being about something so superficial as, as a body, mm -hmm. which I think is I think is funny because it, it shows that Ted and Alexis actually have more in common than, than one would think. As an actor, do you, are you like excited to get to play a scene like that? Or is it like more, like do you worry more about like having to take your clothes off and having to deal with all of that? First and foremost, I, I didn't want to scar those bunnies. <laughs> Uh, seemed fine. Yeah, I mean, they were okay with it. Uh, they had to go through some some therapy uh, afterwards. But, no, I, um, yeah, I never enjoy that kind of scene. <laughs> I don't, I think all of us, it's like you don't, you don't really want to have to do a scene where it's like, hey, and now your body is a spectacle. Uh, but, you know, I understood the comedic uh, angle to it, and I think it, it was something that uh, was super funny, ultimately. But, yeah, it's always a little uncomfortable. In uh, 405, RIP Moira Rose, we get to 
kind of see Ted, I think, in a much more awkward situation. So they go out to the, um, David and Alexis go out to the farm where then they put together all the pieces and realize that the vendor who they are going to meet with is in fact Ted's new girlfriend. Heather, Heather. yeah. Um, and it's interesting because you get to see Ted in this much more, like Ted is usually so confident and is like calm and like Alexis is the one who's making everything weird and Ted is sort of just like cleaning it up and sort of going along with it and smoothing it out, which is still kind of what's happening here. But Ted also seems genuinely anxious about the whole situation, right? Like here yeah. he is with his girlfriend and also Alexis. Yeah, with the other woman uh, who kept on wanting, uh, kept on uh, calling in with the cryptic messages that she needed her cat washed, mm. which really is like pretty on the nose, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. uh, not super sure. subtle. No. Uh, but I, I loved, so that was actually the last scene that we shot for that entire season. Mm. Uh, so it was extra fun because it's like, all right, we're going to be done after this. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was interesting because, yeah, Ted is, is definitely very uh, nervous and anxious about the whole thing, which I think is indicative of the feelings that still remain between he and Alexis and him wanting to sort of protect her as much as possible, but also not, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, first of all, I think Annie was great in that scene. I thought she did such a great job. You know, Alexis, I feel like I really need to thank you. Had you not passed along all those messages to Ted, I mean, look what happened. I feel like we owe you or something. Well, she's a very generous person. Well, if you are looking for a way to thank me, I know that David is looking for exclusivity on your products. Oh, she is good. Uh, she kind of has that nice moment where she kind of saves the day. Yeah, yeah. Which I think she's so deal. good at because she she always is is carrying this over the top yet grounded um, character in Alexis, but then seamlessly is able to to then show like the the true heart, the genuine side of that character, and I think she's, throughout the entire series, has always done that so, 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 so well. Uh, and that's a perfect example of it. Um, there was a great bit in that where I did, uh, I don't know if it ever even made it into a behind the scenes thing, but I, there's all this food on the table, and I just did a pun for every single, like, there's like four cheeses, you know. Do you like, remember one? I, you, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I had, like. I'm gonna have to see if we can extract that. Yeah, like, I don't, Carrots, a breeze <laughs> to be. I don't know what it was. It, there was just a bunch of stuff that we did. Uh, you got there was one that you got in that I think is about the quiche being excellent. Right, that was a written one. Yeah. So that one's great. If you've ever had her quiche, you can definitely say that it is excellent. <laughs> so how is it you know each other? Um. Uh, well. Well, Alexis and I work together. She used to be my receptionist. That's how I know your voice. You answered the phones at the vet's clinic. Yes. Well, I mean, like, technically I had more responsibility than just answering the phones. Oh, and Ted is the vet that you said you were dating. Yes. Okay, because when you said vet, I thought you meant, like, a war vet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not a war vet. Damn these fallen arches. That, and that's how you go through and rate every Ted episode by how good the puns were. Well, because here's the thing: they would, they, and here, here's what I'll tell you about the puns. So, 
generally on Schitt's Creek, we do not improvise. And so I didn't ask anybody if I could start doing these puns. I just started doing it. But I got the crew to laugh a little bit the very first few times that I did it. And also I, I would do them a lot and we had these um, uh, sort of extra little mini episodes that mm -hmm. we would do. And there's one that I, I did where I'm doing a bunch of animal puns uh, just back to back to back. And so I was making the crew laugh. So it was this thing where I don't know how, why Dan decided to let me keep doing it, but he did. <laughs> how long have you been standing there? Um, long enough. Yeah, I, I was just giving them a little pup talk. And I almost feel like it was a little bit because like the crew was laughing, so I was like, well, I'm going to let them keep going with this. But So they started writing puns, but if you'll notice, a lot of them are uh, bad, like bad puns. Mm -hmm. And I know some people out there are saying, like, all puns are bad. Incorrect. No, that's Incorrect. Not that's wrong. Uh, but a lot of the ones that they were right are bad, which I think was like a way for Dan to be like, okay, I'll let you do the puns, but I need you to know that I that I think puns are terrible and you're not funny. Uh, which, you know, message received. <laughs> Dan, message received. I, I noticed when we were on set that the only times that we really saw people vary from the script was like sometimes in whatever was the sort of outline, like whatever was the last line as they were at the end of yeah, the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they would like, after they had sort of like nailed all the meat of it, like whatever that like little tiny moment was of being funny or particularly sharp, they played around with a little bit. Yeah. Otherwise, it was very straight to script. But yeah, I would I would like, if, if I was in the bed office and I had like a cat, I would, I would you know, be like, I would just make some joke uh, about how we're gonna be friends forever. And then uh, on the back end of the scene, you know, I, I would do something like that. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, every now and again. Oh, there's one scene when Alexis has uh, fleas or lice. Oh, yeah. In that one, I got to do, like, and I think it actually made it in, which was a, uh, but yeah, there was, like, either a pun or, like, something where I was, like, just, like, riffing on the size of the bugs. And, I, like, I pick out the one. I'm like, oh, that's the mama. Like, or that's the queen or something like that. Anyway, just little tiny things like that that you could do at the end, which uh, I think uh, I'm very grateful for. Because that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Singles Week, season four, episode 12. You, I love this episode. I feel like you and like Ted and David get to have like a really serious conversation. I know that your name has come up in conversation every single day for the past six months. Um, I know that she is different now. I mean, not that different, obviously, but um, different enough to know that she made a mistake with you. Or was it two mistakes? Or, or no, it was, it was just the two. Yeah. Anyway, so you've been burned a couple times. Um, have we met? I've been burned so many times, I'm basically the human equivalent of the inside of a roasted marshmallow. <laughs> Um, but I think it's important for us to remember that sometimes, sometimes it does work out. Our second scene like, ever together. Was that truly, you had net, like, of just the two of you? And, well, that was the only time it was just the two yeah. of us. Yeah. It's so good. Like, I feel like there's so much of, like, the emotional heart of the show in that scene mm -hmm. where you are talking, you know, like, you're clearly, like, you reveal that you've actually broken up with Heather, and then he reveals 
a lot sort of of what Alexis is feeling in that way that I think is it's both protective as a brother where it's like he's not going to exactly betray all of the confidence, but he can tell like he has the benefit at that point of being in the position of knowing what the two of you are being idiots about and trying <laughs> to figure out what to do about it, right? Yeah, and I think what's lovely about that is because uh, 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 what I like about that is that um, it is the culmination of this will they, won't they between Ted and Alexis. It is that final moment where it's like, yes, finally, fuck, okay. They're doing it, it's real. And then, uh, yeah, it is nice because uh, David and Ted are obviously two people who would never hang out together. Well, Ted would love to, but uh, David would never want to spend any time with, with Ted. Um, is there like a whole series of like deleted scenes of Ted <laughs> trying to convince David yeah. they could be friends? Or just all these like awkward out. interactions like at the grocery store and at the, at the general trying store. Trying to friend like, but what's nice is that it's also David talking about and sort of talking through his own feelings uh, for Patrick. Who you know, has and, just told him that he loves yeah, him. And so, yeah, and so, yeah, it's nice because it is, I think, it, for the entire series through these characters, it really is a moment where it's like, we're, we're setting it up now. This is where we're going. We're going uh, forward. Um, and yeah, it, 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 it was really sweet. And I think, you know, Dan did a great job in that scene. And um, yeah, it, it, it was it was nice just for he and I to get to do something solo. And then he eats the dog cookie. And then he eats the, the dog cookie. I assume it wasn't a dog cookie. Here's, uh, here's something that I'll reveal that I don't Please. think Dan knows. It was a dog uh, So this Facebook group sent us a bunch of cupcakes uh, to the sh- to the set to Shit's Creek, and there's a bunch that said uh, like the, like they had little designs on them, like I think for the motel, and and uh, but then they also sent these separate ones that were shaped like our dogs. So there was Redmond, mm-hmm. there was my dog Daryl, uh, and I forget the other dog, but there were these other ones that were shaped like dogs, and I I posted a photo of this this cupcake that looks like my dog Daryl, and uh, the Facebook group reach out to me being like, I hope you know that those were four dogs. And I was just like, I didn't know that. I didn't actually get to eat them. But I know for a fact that Dan did take a big bite, I think out of one of the the ones that were intended for a dog. But he doesn't know? I don't think he knows. I think. Wow, I, I can't yeah. wait to <laughs> I don't think he knows. I think it was too late. By the time I found out it was too late, and then I think I was also like, there'll be an appropriate time to reveal this information publicly, uh, and this must be it. Great, thank um, you. Yeah. EW exclusive. I mean, I'm sure, it was, I'm sure it was human safe. Sure. Yeah, it wasn't like there was anything was, weird in there. No. But it just, uh, yeah. That it's was, just life imitates art. You pretend to eat a dog cookie, and then you get to eat a dog cupcake. That's how committed to the craft he is. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's also a good scene at the end of that episode. I'm Ted. I'm newly single. And I'd be kidding myself if I told you that I haven't wanted to do this every single day for the last two years. Do what? You come into Singles Week, mm-hmm. you sit down, and you have this like grand gesture of a moment with Alexis and, and tell her how you feel amidst all of these singles who are like speed dating each other 
One of whom is our executive producer, Dave West Reed, who's the one who tries to kiss Twyla right after. Uh, that's our act. He's one of the, like, the head writers and the executive producer, super funny guy. Uh, and that was a super funny moment. Um, but yeah, no, we had this finally, this, this climactic uh, culminatory, mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. the word, uh, moment where we finally have, have this, this big romantic uh, kiss and, and this, this uh, Ted kind of revealing that he feels the same way. And, and um, I, I really loved shooting that. That was a big, exciting scene to shoot. Um, something that uh, uh, I remember about that scene, two things, is that anytime I watch uh, myself kissing somebody, I'm always like, why are you stretching your neck out so far? <laughs> it's like, if you watch that, because you're, you're gonna cut to this, right? You'll sure. see, I'm like stretching so far out. Why, um, why were you? Because that's that's my style. <laughs> is that how you normally kiss, or was this like a blocking? Well, situation? I think it is how I normally kiss. You're I think, just yeah, not used to yeah, it. I, yeah. It's just when you see it out loud, and it, or out, you see it like in third person, you're just like, oh my god, like that's Awkward. horrific. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so there's that. <laughs> but then also, uh, the thing that the, the, throughout the entire series, uh, Alexis is always wearing like super tall platform shoes. And I am a confident five foot ten and a half, uh, but I'm Average. not. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not. You know, I'm not like a six foot. And how tall does she like net out in heels? Like she's pretty tall. Anyway. She's shorter than me. She's only like five seven or something. Okay. But then she's always in at least like three inch heels or something. So uh, she's usually taller than me by the time it all works out. So several of those, you can kind of see it where it's like I'm actually looking <laughs> up at her. Uh, and then some of them I'm, I'm actually on like uh, what's called a, an, apple an apple box, like a quarter apple or a pancake. Let's be real, it's a quarter apple uh, and uh, or a half apple. I don't know. It's I have to, to admit get you it. Up there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just to even that out. So not only am I craning my neck forward like some kind of ungodly giraffe trying to kiss her, uh, but also I'm propped up because uh, yeah, not actually tall enough for that to be even. You managed not to fall though. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, while I was falling for her, I didn't actually fall. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I just want to pun in every one of these. Uh, all right, let's talk about housewarming. Drunk Ted. Drunk Ted mm -hmm. is the best. Like, not something we've really ever gotten to see of Ted, right? Like, at his most, like, loosened up and funny, he's telling puns. Like, he's not... Yeah, at his most loose, he's talking about how he was on a hacky sack team in college. Yeah. You were right, we deserve a night out. So I just pushed all my morning appointments, which will be fine, I guess. Just means that I'll be staying up till 1 a.m. on a Saturday, spaying with a pretty shaky hand. Oh, so cute. What can I get you to drink? Oh no, don't worry about that. After you used all of my booze for your punch, the only alcohol left in my fridge was a few of your rum raspberry coconut coolers. So I just polished them off and it tasted like burnt plastic and I regretted it instantly. Only you would wear a little robe and little slippers to a high school slumber party. Oh, no, no, this is just so that I didn't get cold on the way over. All right, what is the game? Because I'm up. And yeah, here, yeah. you know, in this, so this is the housewarming party at Patrick's new apartment. And Ted is almost too responsible to even come because he has so many things to do the next day. He doesn't want to be out late. Yeah. Which is more responsibility than like anyone in the Rose family, I feel like, has ever felt for anything yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you show up finally in your like Hugh Hefner type robe get super drunk, play a little spin the bottle, make out with David, mm -hmm. What? and then everyone gets mad. Everyone's respective boyfriend or girlfriend is super not pleased about this. 
Yeah. What can you tell me about this scene slash episode? I loved shooting that. That's probably, in terms of like getting to just be as big and funny as I wanted to be, that was probably my favorite scene in the entire thing. Uh, I playing drunk is very hard, so it's it's tricky, and you're 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 being very mindful not to be too too sloppy or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, this was something where I mean, a bunch of it got cut, but I was like yelling shit out the entire <laughs> time that was not scripted. Like a what? Bu- just a bunch of stuff, like uh, like even when I first walk in and I like take off the robe, uh, and I don't know if they kept it in, but I I I walk over, I see uh, Sarah Levy, Twyla. I just remember saying like, Twyla, you look great. And like, just just like little things like that. Or, oh, I did do a pun, uh, cause they were like, oh, I don't know if we can say it cause it's a brand name. Uh, but so originally the line was they they were they were like Jello shots right but they had to be like these are party shots. Party. Uh, but originally they were like do you want some Jello shots and I was like uh, Jello yeah I do and like there was just a bunch of dumb uh, dumb I forget the other ones but or I, maybe I said like gel yeah I do I don't know uh, but yeah there's just a bunch of lines that I kept throwing out because I was drunk and I could get away with it. Uh, but yeah, that was a lot of fun to shoot because uh, it was also all the kids on the show, like all in one scene together. And that's the first time all of us had all been together. Uh, and by all of us, I mean, they probably all had a bunch of scenes together. It was the first time Ted was invited <laughs> into one of those scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it was, it was a ton of fun. And uh, uh, you'll notice the way I'm sitting in the circle when we're playing Spin the Bottle. I'm like not actually cross-legged because I can't sit cross-legged. I like go numb in my legs. Because uh, I'm very unflexible. Okay. Um, that's important. So you're just sitting know. there very carefully. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, forward. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I just remember Annie was again. Annie's so funny. She was super funny when she goes in. She kisses Stevie in that, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah, and very like, briefly. Yeah, but the, not, the, the not way she's how... like looking back and she's like, yeah. mm, <laughs> it's Ed. Like, it's so funny. Uh, and then I just remember, yeah, when I kissed uh, Dan, I just remember like uh, first time I've ever kissed a man. And uh, I just remember being like, wow, this scruff fucking hurts. Beard <laughs> <laughs> burn right off the... Yeah, and there was actually one point where like, I feel like his, his one of his, because Dan's uh, like, you know, the levies, they're a, a hairy, uh, Dan and Eugene, I should say, Sarah is not his wife, <laughs> but they're, they're a hairy bunch and like, and like thick. Uh, and, and, and black hair and I just remember like one of them it almost felt like it punctured my skin where I was just like oh my god I'm gonna be bleeding from this from this kiss uh, how many times did you do that kiss we we did it there was probably like four or five and then Dan was like let's do another four or five <laughs> um, which it's his show sure uh, but I, yeah I do remember there was one time where uh, the line is like come here big guy and then I think one time I accidentally said like, "Come here, big boy," and so I had to do it again. Um, but yeah, it was there was we did several takes of that, several takes of that. But it's is an important moment. But I was bummed because the one that ended up making it, uh, if you look at it, it's like I'm it's like both of my lips are kissing just his upper lip. 
Okay. So I kind of fucked You feel like it could have been a better cut. It could have been better. We should have done more takes. I appreciate how carefully you've studied this. Thank you for doing your homework. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is EW. I'm not not messing around. All right. Well, thank you so much. That was more than five episodes. It was like bonus on top of bonus that we ended up talking about. So thank you for joining us for EW's binge with Schitt's Creek, giving us your favorite episodes. Dustin, thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. Hey, everyone. It's Shana again. And Patrick Gomez, your binge host. We want to be sure you know about our next Schitt's Creek podcast, EW On Set, coming in January. After every new episode of the sixth and sadly final season airs on Tuesday nights, whether you're watching on the CBC or Pop TV here in the States, uh, on Wednesday mornings, we'll have a very special treat for you. We went on set, on location really, as the Schitt's Creek cast shot these emotional final episodes. We talked to Dan Levy and Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy and Annie Murphy and Noah Reed and Emily Hampshire and Dustin Milligan. It was a lot. It was a lot, was but a amazing. Lot. So every week we will hear directly from them about the new season and all the feelings they have about the Rose family, plus Stevie, so that David and Patrick and Ted and Alexis. It's a lot. It's going to be exclusively here from EW for you. Uh, yeah, all for you guys. Uh, be sure you're subscribed uh, to our binge feed to hear the first uh, little tease from the new podcast and keep track of us at EW.com for all your Shits Creek news. We can't wait to share it with you guys. Thank you for being on this journey with us. Mm-hmm.